This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis, now we bring you a discussion on significance of G7 summit in current global scenario. The participants are Professor Gurshan Sachdeva and K.V. Prasad, journalist. Prime Minister Narendra Modi was attending the G7 summit at Biarritz, France. He was an invitee by the French President Emmanuel Macron. Among many other things, the Prime Minister took part in two sessions. One of them was when he spoke on the climate change and biodiversity and one on the digital transformation. On the sidelines, he held several meetings. Meetings included with that of the President of Senegal, Macky Sall, Chancellor Angela Merkel of Germany, Sebastian Pinera, President of Chile, and most important, President Donald Trump of the United States of America. Professor Sardale, much was anticipated in the meetings which took place on the sidelines and largely the meeting that took place between President Trump and Prime Minister Modi because one of the very categorical messages that came out after the meeting was Prime Minister categorically rejected any scope for a third party mediation between India and Pakistan on Kashmir saying that the two countries can discuss and resolve all issues bilaterally and he said we do not want to trouble any third country. This is a consistent message from India right from the time being. The issue of Pakistan tried to raise Jammu and Kashmir after August 5th and 7th determination by Parliament on Article 370. What is the big message that we get today from Biarritz? Well, the big message from G Summit meeting and Prime Minister's bilateral discussions with very important leaders one is, of course, this is a grouping of uh, seven industrialized nations, informal groupings. So they are very important members, all of them. And India has, in fact, very good relations with almost all of them. But obviously, as you have rightly mentioned, one of the key takeaways, as far as India is concerned, apart from broader global economic issues, climate issues, in which, of course, we have made very important interventions and contributions, the much-anticipated discussion which took place were between Prime Minister of India and uh, President of the United States. And message which came out very clearly from this meeting is that issue of Kashmir is a bilateral issue between India and Pakistan, which has been a very long-standing position by almost all G7 members even before. So now I think many of those issues are cleared. And in fact, he has also said very clearly in his press when, you know, questions were asked about Kashmir, that Prime Minister Modi has assured him that things are under control in Kashmir and India and Pakistan, both mature countries, they'll be able to kind of resolve their issues bilaterally. So this is important message which has been given to not just Pakistan, but also to the world community. Along with that, of course, I mean, there are many other issues in which uh, India has made intervention. I mean, whether it's the issue of climate change, in which India has the largest program. We'll come of to the climate change. Uh, take you back to the issue of Jammu and Kashmir in particular. What President Trump was, the reports that came from Biarritz quotes President Trump as saying that we spoke last night about Kashmir. The Prime Minister really feels he has that is the situation under control. They speak with Pakistan and I am sure that they will be able to do something that will be very good. Now, this is what Wire Services quoted President Trump as saying. And he also said, I have very good relations with both the gentlemen, that is Prime Minister Modi and Prime Minister Imran Khan, and I am here. I think they can resolve the issues themselves is what the indication is. And of course, talking about trade. But if you were to go back again to the issue, because on two separate occasions, one of course, when around August 5th or 7th, when Prime Minister Imran Khan was in Washington and President Trump gave the suggestion post-Osaka meeting that there was some kind of an offer to mediate, which of course was subsequently clarified. Then again, very recently, he again made a similar kind of, but today's should end, put a full stop to all this. Well, to some extent, yes, because I think Pakistan for the last couple of weeks, since for August 5 itself, has been trying very desperately to what so-called internationalize the issue of Kashmir. 
So at every forum, they have been raising it. And I think they were quite hopeful that the G7 summit, when all the major leaders of the world, they are meeting, and President Trump is also there. And in fact, he himself mentioned once or twice that he is going to discuss issue of Kashmir with Prime Minister of India. So they were hopeful that maybe he'll, and knowing unpredictability of President Trump, that sometimes you never know, he can say very different kind of thing, which they can really use it for their own purpose. But I think Prime Minister Modi, as well as President Trump, they were very, very careful when they were talking about Kashmir. So it was made very clear to everyone that this is a bilateral issue, which I think all other, not just only with President Trump, but also in other meetings with the Prime Minister of UK, as well as also Chancellor Angela Merkel. In all these meetings, I'm sure the issue of Kashmir would have figured somewhere, and all of them are easily, I think, they have accepted India's position that, yes, these are the sensitive issues which India and Pakistan need to resolve, and which India has also agreed, and Prime Minister himself has said, that not just only Kashmir, but there are so many issues when he made a telephone call, when Pakistan Prime Minister was sworn in. So after that, the issues of poverty, issues of inequality, etc., how in fact South Asian countries can come together and resolve all those issues, and all of the outstanding issues, including Jammu and Kashmir. And I think from now onwards, of course, I mean, there will be some pressure again on India to start dialogue with the Pakistan because this is what India has promised now to everyone. So maybe some movement will happen, which is anyway is a good thing because ultimately, if there are a couple of issues which India and Pakistan can resolve, including Jammu and Kashmir, you know, how they define those issues, that of course, when the talks as and when it happens, I think things are going to be decided then. In fact, the Foreign Secretary, Mr. Gokhale, when he briefed the press after the meeting, just before the conclusion of the G7, he said one thing in reference to the meeting of President Trump and Prime Minister Modi, that it was very warm and very positive. This was the characterization by the Foreign Secretary, and he said India did not take any step to harm regional stability, because this is something Pakistan is trying to kind of build a narrative that by India taking this decision on Article 370 was creating some problem in that region, and as you rightly pointed out, they're trying to raise the pitch on Kashmir on various international and try and build some kind of a pressure. Obviously, the Pakistan game plan is being defeated, both on the diplomatic front and on the geostrategic areas. The way I think India has handled so far the situation in Kashmir, which has helped us. One is that it was expected uh, by many people that there will be large-scale resistance and there could be a violence. But the way in a very mature manner India has kind of tackled this situation, that has also strengthened India's position. And particularly one also must understand that we are also, you know, the meeting was taking place in France and Europe. And Europeans are very, very concerned, even if like India-France uh, friendship is very close, I mean strategic, very important partners. But still, if there is a kind of a violation of human rights, etc., so they are very, very sensitive. And in fact, European institutions and the institutions within the European Union, sometimes they are very concerned about those issues. So the way in the last three weeks India has, of course, this is a difficult situation, but India has handled in a manner in which there is very little for anybody else to complain. Yes, this is an internal matter. There is a certain law and order situation in which certain kind of restrictions have also been imposed. But of course, I mean, slowly and slowly those restrictions are being lifted. So I think the way in the last three weeks India has handled this situation has strengthened India's position that this is an internal matter. And if at all there is any something to be discussed, we will discuss with Pakistan as and when situation arrives. In in fact, the Foreign Secretary did mention this point, which is just underscored that normalcy is returning to Jammu and Kashmir, and restrictions are basically there to maintain law and order. And in fact, if that were to be juxtaposed or put together with the statement of the JNK Governor, Mr. Satpal Malik, who very clearly said that restrictions are there, but the primary concern was to ensure there is no loss of life. Yeah. And that, I think, adds to the yeah. overall scenario and overall picture yeah. that Government of India wanted to handle it very, very carefully. Yes.
because this is what I think as I was saying, this is the stance on India's position, that whatever we have done, this is internal matter, Pakistan is trying to unnecessarily internationalize it, making it sensationalized, but you know, that is what uh, perhaps the situation is not there. And I think all major powers, including the United States, they have understood it because they are raising it at every forum. They'll continue to do that because this is what their policy issue is. But I think if the way situation is evolving, it's still a difficult situation, but I think we have handled so far pretty and well. I think, and this is what's as you said, of Pakistan, it's also will keep on continuing to raise is it because it also has to deal with its own domestic uh, opinion? Yeah, there are all kinds of issues because domestic economy, of course, is in a difficult situation. And this is also one issue which unites the armed forces as well as all the political parties in and, Pakistan. And rally people behind them. So this is not something new which we have been dealing. But, you know, since there were certain changes were made in Jammu and Kashmir, so obviously they are trying to make it again an important international issue. But I think so far they have not been successful in that. Professor Suzay, if we were to take you to the larger issue of G7 and Prime Ministers when he spoke about climate change and biodiversity, I think he highlighted India's large-scale efforts towards eliminating single-use plastic, something he also alluded to in his monkey bath, which went on the radio on Sunday, conserving water. He's been talking about it for a long time, harnessing solar energy. India is also biggest international solar alliance where France is a major co-sponsor of the thing, protecting flora and fauna for a sustainable future. This is what he said in G7. Of course, he also made one thing very clear, which is that his address to the Indian community at the UNESCO headquarters in Paris two days ago. He said India will achieve most of these COP21 climate change goals set for in the next one and a half years. Now that's very significant and also quite challenging for a country of India's magnitude to commit itself and try and push to that goal. This is something very interesting happening. Earlier what it was thought that you know, the issue of climate change, issue of environment when it was raised by some of the rich industrialized countries, particularly European countries, their concerns are different because their level of developments are different. But what is really uh, now coming out in the last couple of years is that yes, even if the levels of developments are different, even if capacities are different, but these are global issues in which everybody has to contribute and everybody is now even appreciating what country like India is doing. Despite all the development challenges, despite all the challenges of poverty, etc., what we are facing, India has committed very important uh, milestones. At the same time, we have large programs of renewables. So if you look at G7 presidency under uh, France, when it started on 1st January 2019. So the kind of agenda which they set for this, they had a couple of major issues. One was they said we have to strengthen the capacities of everybody, how they can fight different kind of inequalities. Now those inequalities are also about gender inequalities, racial inequalities, etc. Then another major issue is about strengthening capacity of every country or the whole world about climate change environment and then how capacity against international terrorism and then also how to prepare social impact of uh, globalization. The way Prime Minister has made intervention, I think he was very careful uh, you know, in both these interventions because he has mentioned about digital economy. He has also mentioned about uh, India's efforts in climate change, uh, how India is preparing itself to tackle those issues. Now, it means he is putting India's agenda synchronizing with the G7 agenda. Earlier it was thought that these are rich countries and their agendas are different and developing countries, their agendas are different. In fact, if you remember in the 70s, 
when G7 was kind of established, it's an informal group of all these countries. At that point of time, their capacity or their strength in the global economy was much more. They were contributing about 70% these seven countries to the global economy. Today, they are contributing less than 40%. So that's why importance of G7 has declined. That's why people talk about that it's a G20 perhaps, which is much more representative of the world today. But what Prime Minister was trying to bridge the gap between G20, in which we are also important member, and G7, in which he is participating along with a couple of other members, because this time what France did, they also invited a couple of leaders from those democracies which have certain regional influence, what they said. So they invited India, they also invited South Africa, they also invited Australia, they also invited Chile. At the same time, a couple of countries from Africa were invited, from Egypt, from Burkina Faso, and from Rwanda, etc. So it means it was not just G7 rich countries and also civil society organizations, because what actually President Macron himself has said last year at the UN General Assembly, he said the time when a club of rich countries could alone define the world balance is long gone. So it means it's not just only about the G7 countries, what they are going to decide about this world, but it's about other countries in which India, China, etc. are also playing very important role. So I think with both the interventions, Prime Minister has made it clear that India is a very responsible country, despite the fact that we have large developmental challenges we are facing. So all the agendas which have been set, whether reducing inequality or how to take advantage from digital economy and artificial intelligence, etc. and climate change and how to strengthen your capacity for international terrorism. I think he's put all these agendas together into whatever small intervention he has made. Whatever the opportunity India got, I think he utilized in a very, very useful manner. In fact, uh, something which also pointed out since 70s and 80s, one of the biggest things is the model of development because the West has always been talking what kind of model of development a developing country would like to follow, adding to climate change and contribution to environment or more pollutions. On the digital transformation, if we were to elaborate a bit, I think we're pushing towards digital economy, very big clip. One of the main agenda of G7 under French presidency was also how to take advantage from artificial intelligence and digital technologies. So India kind of known for taking a leadership role in digital technologies and the way I think India has introduced in the last 5-7 years all the kind of programs in which I think the ordinary citizens are strengthened whether through digital transformation whether to e-governance or so many other kind of programs which Digital India India has started and it's not just India in fact many other African countries are also doing the same so it means it's not that something that these technologies are only for G7 countries at a different level of development still you can actually utilize digital technology and strengthen capacities of your own city. And then, of course, India also can take pride in the fact that its software engineers are known to contribute all over Absolutely. the world. Thank you very much for being with us. Thank you. You were listening to a discussion on significance of G7 summit in current global scenario. The participants were Professor Goshan Sachdeva and K.V. Prasad, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at aiRNSDtalks at gmail.com.